Welcome to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Brown, a business mindset coach, entrepreneur, and a top competitor in a male-dominated industry. I'm a native Texan, the youngest of all brothers, and a lettuce-hating, wine-loving, curses-like-a-sailor recovering perfectionist. I've spent over a decade building my commission-based career, and my life's purpose is helping other women achieve the same multi-six-figure success I achieved before I was 25. I have a passion for helping women with mindset, money, and manifestation skills to help every young woman realize her full potential. If you're looking for vulnerable conversations, professional development, inspiration, or even a kick in the ass to get you motivated, you have come to the right place. Thanks for checking out the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Now let's jump right in to today's topic. Hello, all my beautiful souls. Welcome to the fourth and final episode of my four-part Money Mindset series. If you are just tuning in and this is your first episode, I highly recommend that you scroll back to episode number 24 and start your money mindset journey there. I don't want you to miss anything, and it's important to start with those three episodes. That way, you know exactly what we're talking about as we wrap everything up in this fourth episode. For everyone else, welcome back and thank you for tuning in with me throughout this series. So far, we've covered your limiting money beliefs around money, which happens when you villainize money because of the beliefs the adults around you gave you when you were a kid. We've also covered your debt mindset, which is that energy that you embody when you handle your outflow money. And the third thing we covered was playing your part as your own personal CFO to be proactive about and owning your money management. The final topic I have for you in this Money Mindset series is all about positive spending. This is not necessarily paying bills like we talked about in episode 25, but this is anytime you are spending money. Anytime you're buying something, ask yourself, Are you coming from a place of scarcity or are you coming from a place of abundance when you spend your money, regardless of whether or not you're buying something that you consider to be positive or negative, right? I don't care if it's something that you want or feel like you have to purchase, which we did talk about in episode 25, if you're using that language. When you're spending money on self-care, how does that feel? How do you feel buying that expensive purse you've had your eye on or that language course you've been wanting to take? How does it feel to spend $50 on something you want, $500, $5,000 on yourself or on anything? A great way to tell if this experience is positive for you is to notice how you feel physically. Do you have a tightness in your chest or some sort of worry in the pit of your stomach is where a lot of people can feel it? And if so, then that is a sign to look at this aspect of your relationship with money. This is a physical indication of the energy that you're putting off. And it's an energy you're putting off when you're handling your money. And y'all know what I'm going to say about that. (laughs) Treat your money like your friend. No one wants to hang out with someone that's super anxious and negative around them all the time. 
If you have this negative physical reaction every time you spend your money, regardless of whether or not it's something that you want to spend money on or that you actively want, you're getting out of flow with abundance. You are telling that money to stop flowing to you. And like I said, this isn't necessarily related to spending money on your bills or other necessities specifically. But if you are still having a lot of negativity about that, go back and listen to episodes 24 and 25. Take that as a sign of some work you got to do. So I ask again, how do you feel when you're buying things that you want? Things that you don't necessarily need. How do you feel when you spend money on yourself as an act of self-love or self-care? Because you always want to have that positive relationship with your money. And even when you're buying something that you want for yourself that is supposed to be a very positive experience, sometimes we are just so conditioned to have a negative response to spending money that we can't help but have some sort of feeling of anxiety or stress whenever we're spending this money. And so it doesn't even matter if you have more than enough to cover this purchase in your bank. You can have a million dollars in your bank account and some people will still sweat bullets over spending $500 on something, especially if it's for themselves. So what message are you relaying every time you spend money? Can you spend money on yourself and feel good about it? Or is it causing you anxiety? That's the question you need to be asking yourself. So many people use the concept of treat yourself or self-care or whatever you want to call it in order to go and do nice things for themselves. And that's a good thing. It's great to go ahead and invest in yourself. If you want a massage to relax, go treat yourself to a massage. If you want to get your nails done, go do that. If you want to treat yourself to a nice lunch or a gym membership or some sort of course, go for it. But make sure you're aware of how you're feeling afterward. After the money is spent, are you spending time beating yourself up over that money? Do you go ahead and get your nails done or the massage or the lunch or whatever it is? And then as soon as it's over and as soon as you're getting back into your car, do you have a moment of, oh, I should not have spent that on myself? What was I thinking? I could have used that money for X, Y, and Z. Or that money just went down the drain. If these are the thoughts you're having, You need to stop and reassess. You are worth spending money on. And if you're having any sort of this negativity, please, 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 please go back and listen to episode number 24 and 25, because this is a sign that you still have limiting beliefs to work through around your relationship with money. And I have seen so many people that are very well off financially, and they still sweat anytime they're spending money on themselves. It has nothing to do with how much money you have. It's about your abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset. And that's why this is so important for manifesting money and getting into an energetic alignment with money. You can't beat yourself up over money and then expect to have a good relationship with it. So take a moment sometime this week and ask yourself what you consider to be too expensive for you to spend on yourself. Is there a number? And figure out what that is and start questioning that. And on that note, there is a fine balance between an abundance mindset that helps you manifest and a knowing when something does not align with that balance. And it is okay and it will not throw off your manifestation abilities to admit that there are prices that you are not willing to pay. Not what you can't pay, right? Because words matter. What you are not willing to pay. 
Not everything that is valuable will be a match for you, and that's okay. It could be later, but it doesn't have to be a match right now, and it is okay to recognize that. For me, a $60 million house is not in alignment with me right now, and I know that, and it's okay. Respecting that boundary is showing your money respect. And on that note, don't call these things too expensive because that has that negative connotation. So if you're sweating and feeling constricted as you buy something, then don't buy it until you can address that energy. Even things you consider more high value. And again, not expensive, high value. So let's say it's like a purse or an airline ticket or even something as ordinary as a coffee every morning or avocado toast, which is really popular. Then don't buy it. If it gives you that negative feeling, then step away until you have time to address that. Don't buy it until you can feel good about the purchase, until you can get in alignment with that purchase, until that purchase won't cause you financial stress, or until you are happy to make the purchase without guilt, which is really the key of this episode, making a purchase without guilt. Guilt is scarcity. Guilt is negativity. You don't want that shit around your money. And I am not trying to give you an excuse to not pay bills, by the way. You can't be like, oh, Bree said that I shouldn't just spend money on things that I don't want to or that doesn't make me feel good. And that's my bills. So not going to pay them. (laughs) That is not what I'm saying. There are ways that you can get in alignment before making a purchase. You can step away and recenter yourself as an example. You could create a list of the value that thing is going to bring you. Maybe you can visualize your abundance with it or do whatever you need to do to get high vibe before you check out. It's all about keeping that flow around your money positive. And when it relates to bills, remember what I said in the last episode, or actually I think it was episode 25. You don't have to pay your bills. That is something that you want to do in order to maintain the lifestyle you have. So get positive about that too. Don't treat it as a I have to or I must because that is so negative. Treat it from I am so fortunate and I get to pay this bill which provides me X, Y, Z. Even if money isn't an issue for you, you can still experience that negative reaction to spending. I already talked about the relationship with unworthiness a little bit earlier in this episode or feeling guilty about spending money on yourself, but there could be other ways of having a negative reaction to spending because it could be about how you are using this. Maybe you are using money or maybe you're using this purchase to buy love or to prove something to someone or to attempt to fill a void in your life through some sort of material goods. Any of these experiences will create a barrier. These are signs that you will need to continue to work on your limiting beliefs. So if this is you, discover why spending money causes you guilt, stress, anxiety, or whatever it is, because you will reach a point where you will not be able to manifest any more for yourself if you don't. As a quick example, the first year I made over six figures, I continued to live as if I were still in college. I bought the crappy food, I felt guilt while spending money on myself, I took advantage of every free food opportunity, I lived in a house that looked like the basement of the That 70s Show, it was awesome, it was super dark and wood paneling everywhere, and I still went to thrift stores for work clothes, I mean, etc. I was living as if there was an invisible shoe 
that was going to drop. As if at any moment, the universe would recognize that I was a fraud who had made this money and had no business manifesting it and that it would take it all back from me. I was living as though at any minute, all the money that I'd made and all the money that I'd manifested was going to disappear. I'd achieved what I'd wanted to, and yet I'd still reverted back to that scarcity mindset that I had prior to the work that I did on my mindset. And I found that even though I'd reached that level of success through manifesting, I still hadn't dealt with all of the limiting beliefs that my parents gave me around spending. I'd already gotten rid of some of these limiting beliefs around what it meant to have money or who could make that kind of money, right? I'd already been able to get rid of those and address them, and that's why I was able to manifest what I had. But when it came to spending, having this amount of money was new to me. And so these were new limiting beliefs that I had to work through. And these started creeping up because now I had the money that I could spend if I wanted to. And my parents constantly lived with a lot of debt. They used credit cards like candy, pretty much. I mean, they had credit cards for every single store. And they consistently had so much debt that I was hyper aware of not wanting to make those same mistakes in my adult life. So much so that I was afraid, no, I was terrified to spend the money that I'd made, any amount of it. I was clutching onto it because I was like, this could disappear so quickly. You never know how much debt you can rack up. However, I was making it hard to manifest any more because I was operating from that place. And I felt a strong need to hoard the wealth that I'd made because I had to protect what I felt like was mine, what I'd earned. And as a result, it was extremely difficult for me to continue to bring in more. And what was scary is that I was completely commission-based. And at that point, I'd plateaued. And I stayed in that place not making any money for about six months before I finally took a hard look at my mindset and what I was doing. And that's when I was like, oh, God, we are operating from that place of scarcity. And thankfully, I wasn't in that place long. I was able to reflect back, do the work, do all the things that we've talked about in this in this series, and I was able to make a correction. But my lesson for you from that experience is that on one hand, it is great to be conscious of your spending and to be responsible with your money. That ties in really well with the money management topic we talked about last week. But on the other hand, if you are too frugal, that also tells the universe that you think this money may not last. It may disappear at any moment, and it must be clung to. It must be hoarded. And like I always say, and like I said earlier, treat your money like your friend. What friend loves clinginess? <laughs> if this is a concern for you, work to find that healthy balance between spending and saving. And recognize which side you fall into. Are you someone that's overspending or are you someone that's oversaving? There needs to be that balance. And when I say balance, I want to reiterate that I am talking about balance here. We're talking about something that works with the money management as well. I am not giving you a get out of jail free card and say, go fucking nuts. That's not what I am saying. We are talking about balance here, people. I'm telling you to find things to invest in that make you feel good and more abundant and release any amount of guilt or stress you have about making that purchase, so long as it is in balance with your money management position. 
Invest in things that are in alignment with the new level of a lifestyle that you have created for yourself or that you want to reach. It's okay to stretch a little in order to grow, but do not stretch your money so much that you are then out of a balance and stressed. That's not going to create the right reaction. You want to avoid that negativity. So ask yourself, what does spending money mean to you? If you can afford something and you still struggle to buy nice things for yourself, then you need to spend some time working on your limiting beliefs and letting go of that frugality. And if you're spending money for the hell of it, just because you're trying to get into that level of abundance, that is also not within balance. You gotta find that happy median. Frugality is scarcity. Binging is scarcity. Mindful spending and investing is abundance. I'll say that again. Frugality and binging is scarcity. But mindful spending and investing is abundance. And in case this comes to your mind as a potential solution, no, you also cannot go numb while spending money. You can't just throw everything else we've talked about by the wayside. I had a friend that would always have to get drunk on wine or something at home in order to spend money on herself. Like she just had to numb her insides a little bit so that she wasn't stressed out anytime she spent money on herself or something good. And it was something that her sober self would actually really appreciate and love, but she had to do that in order to not feel stressed about it. And that is also not okay. So if you are one of those people that loves to self-medicate in the evenings and then Three days later, you have all these Amazon boxes coming to your porch or you have a gift card to someplace you've been wanting to go to. Those things are great, but not not if you're trying to numb the mindset in order to avoid that negative feeling when you're making a purchase. That is also not in alignment. And don't buy something just because you can if you really don't want it. Remember, it's a relationship based in mutual respect. And no one likes to be used. Your money doesn't like to be used also just to be a show-off or just to placate something within you. Yes, be abundant and know that money is always flowing to you. But make sure that that purchase is in alignment with your life. To reiterate, do not spend your money if it isn't going to be a positive experience. And I also want to cover this other mistake that I see a lot of people make, especially when they first find out about manifestation, and they're so, so eager to start. This is when people overindulge. The idea of acting as if is great, but acting as if can only get you so far if you are not yet an energetic match. So people like cling on to this one portion of manifestation, and they can get themselves in a lot of trouble. And then, instead of recognizing the work they still need to do, they just throw out the whole idea about manifestation and we're like, you know what? I acted as if I went and blew $1,000 in a new wardrobe to look the part, and I didn't manifest shit. So this did not work. It's like they watched The Secret, and all they got from it is like having an abundant mindset and acting as if. And they're like, great, that gives me the ammo I need to go blow this joint, spend all my money, and that's going to make me a millionaire. Like, oh, I just need to spend more money to receive? Great. (laughs) Imagine all the things we've talked about over the past few weeks and that being like the one and only thing you pick up on. That would be a fantastic way to rack up a lot of debt 
by trying to be a millionaire, by spending like a millionaire without having the mindset of one or without having done any of the work that we've talked about. You can spend like a millionaire all day long trying to act as if, but if you are not an energetic match, that is not going to work. That is one part of the formula. And assuming that you've already begun some of the work we've talked about, you are already so much more aligned with money. Now imagine just knowing the act as if part and just fucking going for it. It's like getting into a car for a road trip and you only your car only has one tire out of four. Like, sure, you can try to get that thing down the street, but you're probably not going to get to where you want to be by focusing on only one part. This strategy is a fantastic recipe for stress, and that will cause someone to ultimately unmanifest and not be able to get the things that they want. And if they're brand new to manifestation, that could be a great excuse for them to just discount everything and say, this shit doesn't work. (laughs) Maybe you know someone like that in your life because I 100% do. You have to do the internal work too, not just the spending part. Spending recklessly while carrying like a I'm manifesting flag is a great way to prove your ego right, but it is not a great way to manifest the abundance you ultimately want long term. I'll never tell you to blow your money just because you can. I'll never tell you that reckless spending will ensure that money comes back to you because it will not. That is not an energetic alignment. And I think intuitively we all know this, but some people are just so eager and so excited with the idea of manifestation that that's the one thing they hear, they cling on to it, and then they go out to spend all this money and then they're wondering why it's not working or why they are acting as if and nothing's happening. They're only acting as if externally, but that internal feeling, those beliefs that they have are not in alignment. They're not congruent. And so therefore, they can't raise their vibration to be the level of a millionaire. And then they think it doesn't work. Yes, spending is a part of the flow, but spend in a way that shows respect for your money and that feels good to you. Spend positively to boost your money relationship and treat your money like your friend. I can't say that enough. I think I'm going to make sure it's with it on there. Don't dump your money at the first sign of a new opportunity. And do not binge spend, because that's not how you get more money either. Binging is not in alignment with abundance. Remember, like I said earlier, binging is the essence of scarcity, just like frugality. And to be very clear, I'm not saying to never buy luxury items. I hope that was clear earlier in this episode. But there is a way to do it that could have a more positive spending experience. So let's talk about that for a second. Let's say that you are one of those people that wants to spend more money on yourself healthily. You're looking to invest more in self-care and you want to cultivate that positive relationship with money. Let's say that is you. But let's also say, because I see this a lot, that that is you, but you still have a budget and you still want to be respectful of the commitments you've made to yourself while you've been working through your money management. So how do you solve for both? How do you allow yourself the spending on luxury in a way that still feels in alignment? There is a way to have luxury items around you that make you feel abundant without breaking your bank. You can have your cake and eat it too. Instead of buying Prada or Hermes or Gucci or whatever your wealth brand is at full cost, why not buy it from a secondhand shop, eBay, Poshmark, Amazon? 
If that fits your budget better and gets you the luxury item that you want, then wouldn't that make you feel more happy? Wouldn't that feel more in alignment with where your money management is today? Would that make you feel more in balance? Because that's what we're trying to get to. Spend enough on yourself to make you feel abundant and luxurious and all those positive things that we want to cultivate. But do not overspend in a way that's going to tip that balance into the negative. If it is more in alignment with you, buying really nice brands or things that you want from secondhand shops is not going to hurt your manifesting abilities. In fact, I think it is totally reasonable and it's a great mindful decision to make if you are in that place where it might tip your balance. If you want the luxury, but the monetary value of an item is not yet in alignment with your money management, then look for the alternative purchase options. That is sending all the positive messages in the world to your money. You're saying, hey, I have been managing you. I know exactly what our commitment to one another is. I know what is in alignment with my current money plan. And I still want these luxury items that aren't quite in alignment with the value that I'm willing to pay yet. And so, out of respect for our relationship and commitments to one another, I'm going to find other ways to get the same thing at a value and cost that is more in alignment with what I'm looking for. If you're into boundary setting, that is a fantastic boundary to have for yourself. To say, yes, I'm going to treat myself. Yes, I'm going to spend money on myself because I am worth it. However, I do have a boundary with my money. And therefore, here are the ways that I feel healthily and here are the ways that I will have a positive experience with that spending in order to get all the things that I'm looking for at a value that is in alignment. I can't tell you how many times people have told me, well, I'm trying to manifest more wealth into my life, so I'm just going to go out and buy all these name brand items and this really nice car or I'm going to lease this really nice car in order to become someone that can afford these items. Don't get me wrong. The logic is right. They're trying to step into the identity of someone who has the things that they want. However, part of that identity, and in my mind, the most important part of that identity is the inner work. And they haven't done the inner work. And so they're buying these things for themselves. But because of that missing internal work, that spending is not positive. It's very negative. There's still that doubt in the back of their mind that this might not work. And that's working against them. So they haven't done the energetic work, they're buying these name brand items, and then they feel stressed as they swipe, and they're worried about actually being able to pay the bill. And when the bill comes, they're wondering why they haven't manifested the money they want. And if you've been listening in, you know all the reasons why. Their mindset wasn't aligned with that money. They were going on that spending spree while their mindset was still in lack, worry, stress, anxiety. You can't outmanifest a scarce mindset. I'm going to repeat that again. You cannot outmanifest a scarcity mindset. You need to do the work. And so, so many people will act as if and then wonder why they're not getting wealthier. The internal work. And I really want you to internalize this message because I think this is a critical way to also start dealing with generational wealth or generational wealth issues and discrepancies. A lot of times, because people that don't come from money are embodying and carrying over their parents' own ideas about money, it keeps them stuck. 
And if our parents weren't able to manifest the money for themselves, then we can't hold on to the ideas that they had and expect it to work for us and expect us to be able to manifest the money. These issues are so deeply rooted in us, and that's why that was that very first episode, number 24. You need to address the money mindset that your parents gave you, because if they weren't able to manifest the wealth for themselves, then their mindsets and their beliefs that they gave you are not going to help you either. I would love to see some numbers on people that start manifesting that have come from a poor family and see how many people were able to end that generational wealth discrepancy and were able to pull their family out. That's another reason why I'm so passionate about getting you guys these messages. I want to help you in whatever way you need to get out of whatever position you're in. I want you to have all the financial autonomy in the world so that you don't have to worry or you don't have to rely on anyone else that's not here in this life to serve you. I want you to be able to manifest your own financial abundance so that you can be the badass boss babe that you need to be without going to anyone else for help. The shit that keeps me up at night is wondering how many women out there are in a potential domestic abuse situation and don't have the monetary means to get out. If more women had access to this mindset and ability to cultivate more wealth, how many more women could be safer in healthier positions? And then what kind of impact would that have on our world? That's why this topic is so important to me. So I repeat, all of your money experiences need to be positive. Doesn't matter if you're spending, if it's your mindset, if it's your money management, all of them need to be positive. And that's how we're going to manifest more wealth. So find a way to spend money in a way that is positive for you. And this will be different for all of us. I know that I wouldn't feel good spending, as an example, $1,000 on race car parts. But I would feel really good about spending $1,000 on a trip to Italy. And you might not spend $1,000 on material things, but maybe you might spend $1,000 on a class or a coach because that provides more value to you. Do you see what I mean? The purchases need to align with your wants, needs, desires, and money mindset. It doesn't matter what the it actually is, so long as it makes you feel good, and so long as you can make that purchase without guilt. In all this being said, and all this talk about balance, it is good to stretch yourself a little. You need to get out of the comfort zone every once in a while of having what you currently have, and stretching what you choose to invest in for yourself can be a good way to do this. But you need to stretch a little at a time so you don't shock your system or cause a lifestyle creep that could cause that financial stress for you later. You don't want to have to backtrack. And you want to make sure that you're learning how to be the person who has this kind of money. And this is actually why most lottery winners end up losing all of their money within a few years. They never learn how to be a person that has that kind of money energetically. And so that money is repelled and it does not replenish. They can't manifest that lifestyle for themselves consistently because they haven't done the internal work. They had the external reward and they lost it because they weren't aligned with it. So I want to leave you with this last piece of advice before we wrap up this series. You've heard all my tips for you and you're ready to start manifesting more money. But how much money? What feels right? And what are you in alignment for right now. If you want to be a millionaire, but you haven't even hit six figures yet, don't try to manifest a million dollars. Start with manifesting six figures. 
don't shoot for something like a million dollars unless you wholeheartedly believe that you can manifest this amount of money without any trace of fear, doubt, or anxiety. Don't set yourself up for failure. If the number scares you, and you know what I mean, if it gives you some sort of physical reaction or if you have some sort of pain or worry or some sort of like doubt that creeps in, like, oh, no, I can't actually do this. If you have any of those sensations, you won't be able to manifest that amount of money. And excitement, by the way, is not what I'm talking about here. It's great to be excited about it. That is a positive emotion that I want you to have around your money. Instead of a million dollars, start with six figures and then 250000 and then 400000 and then 600000 and 800000 etc. You have to become the millionaire mentally before you can manifest it. And a stair-stepped way is the way most people are able to do that for themselves. Because most people need a little bit of confidence with each step before they actually get there. And that's okay. A millionaire would not have any fear about making another million dollars. They would expect it. And that's the mindset that you need to embody in order to manifest that million dollars. You have to be in alignment with this amount of money first. Don't be the lottery winners that get this money really quickly and lose it because you're not an energetic match. The universe will bring it to you when you finally step in internally as well as externally into the person that can handle that kind of money. This is what I am currently working on right now. I'm halfway there, but the idea of a millionaire or having a million dollars still excites me, but there's also a small part of me that's still scared by it. And until I can overcome this and get into alignment with the seven figures I want, then I won't be in a position to receive. But I know what I need to work on to get there. So it's only a matter of time. And it's only a matter of time for you too. You can have any level of money you want, but you need to work on your mindset to get there. So I hope these last four weeks have given you the inspiration you need to get you started on your money mindset journey. I will have many more money mindset topics throughout the year, but knowing how many people are feeling so optimistic and hopeful for the new year, I really wanted to make sure that we addressed some of these foundational parts of having this money manifestation mindset in order to kick you off in the right direction. So to recap what we've covered, in week one, we talked about working on your identity and transforming your limiting beliefs around money. You need to work on these subconscious beliefs to ensure that you're not energetically repelling money based on concepts that you've inherited from whoever your caregivers were. The second topic we covered in episode 25 was evaluate your relationship with debt or your outflow money. Are you approaching this outflow money from a place of abundance or are you sweating when you pay your bills? Remember that every payment is chosen. Every bill is asked for. Send love and gratitude to your bills for the abundance they represent in your life. The third topic we covered in episode 26 was become your own CFO. Learn to speak the language of your money and cultivate an understanding of how it works. Make an effort to become literate in general money discussions. And to recap today's episode, spend your money from a place of positivity. Spend in a way that feels good and aligned and spend often on yourself from a place of love and self-care. Do not engage with your money when you're feeling stressed, overwhelmed, apathetic, or even entitled. Money is your friend. 
treat it like one. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. And as a heads up, I did create a new Facebook group for all of you called Modern Manifestation. Please join this group and start sharing your experiences manifesting money. I would love to hear how this is working out for you, how this has changed your money mindset. And if you have any limiting beliefs that you've uncovered, I would love to hear about them. I want y'all to use this group as a platform for you to inspire, to get inspired, and ask the questions that you need to get a little bit more personal assistance out of it. So I hope to see y'all there. And if you have a moment, I would really, really appreciate it if you would rate and subscribe to this podcast if you are enjoying this free content. My goal is to get this podcast to 100,000 followers, and I can't do it without every single one of you. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you times a million to everyone who has shared these episodes with friends and family. Y'all are my real motherfucking MVPs. I will catch y'all next Monday. Until then, go out there and manifest some miracles. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with new episodes. As always, we would love it if you would share this episode with friends and family who could use the inspiration. As a new podcast show, we would really appreciate your honest feedback so I know what you like and what you could use more of. As a thank you for leaving us a rating, we will send you our seven weekly tips to create space for abundance. Make sure you screenshot your review and email it to us at hello at the T-H-E modernmanifestation.com so we can send them straight to your inbox. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Modern Manifestation, or you can head to our website at themodernmanifestation.com. Thanks again for joining me, and I will catch y'all in the next episode.